Hi, and welcome back to the China Business Minute, our weekly catch-up with our China offices. I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this week we're getting the latest from Shanghai. Owen Hockey is our chief representative in Shanghai. Owen, welcome back. Hey, Ian. All right, so to kick things off, are things slowly coming back to normal in China at the moment? Things are slowly picking up in terms of companies coming back online.、Mm-hmm. Say, as of last week, most of our member companies that have operations in China have their operations、uh, partly up and running.、Uh, could be at limited capacity, but most of them have went through the approval processes required to officially open up their operations. This includes mostly larger MNCs,、right. as well as many of the state-owned enterprises in China that have come back online, albeit somewhat limited in their overall capacity and operations. I think for the small, medium-sized enterprises, it's a little bit more challenging for them to open up. Uh, so I、uh, haven't heard as many of them coming to be fully operational,、uh, but many of these larger companies are to to some extent. However, many of these companies that are open still have limitations on what they can do. Many still have their employees that are maybe in non-essential,、uh, you know, manufacturing type of roles,、uh, working remotely. Companies still facing issues getting some of their staff uh, back uh, to where their operations are located.、Uh, so even though they're up and running, it is somewhat limited. And I know my colleagues have mentioned this in our previous podcast before, but the companies, most companies, are facing some kind of supply chain related challenges, just because many of their suppliers, which could be these small and medium sized enterprises,、uh, may not be fully operating、uh, and are not operating at their full capacity. This could also include your、um, distributors that may not be、uh, fully operating yet,、um, service providers, and others that companies may rely on、uh, to sustain their businesses in China. Transportation continues to be somewhat of a challenge due to restrictions on uh, flows uh, in and out of cities.、Uh, for example, there are restrictions in Shanghai、uh, where if you know, companies, commercial trucks are coming in, they do need to、uh, check and get registered.、Um, drivers may be subject to quarantine, so there's a bit of a supply issue there. Uh, for companies that could impact their regular、uh, flow of goods、uh, in and out of Shanghai and other locations、uh, around China,、uh, so some headaches that companies do have to deal with,、um, and a lot of times you know, these can、uh, be somewhat resolved by having communication with the local government.、Um, should you have、uh, commercial-related、uh, shipments、uh, that need to get through.、Mm-hmm. The central government has had statements come out over the past week that have encouraged local governments to be a little bit more scientific in their approach and be supportive of、uh, commercial businesses. I think we're seeing some of those actions come into play,、uh, where you have local governments that are being supportive of employees, or sorry,、um, uh, companies、uh, setting up arrangements for their employees to come back、uh, to work in their operations. This could be in the form of setting up、uh, buses or, or, or other forms of transportation, so their employees can come back and, and begin working. Right.、I、also, see、uh, more support uh, for. Uh, Sometimes at the local level,、uh, where individual government, local governments will work with companies on、uh, helping them do what they need to do to get up and running. For example, one company said the local government was helping them、uh, procure supplies that they needed,、uh, such as masks and things like that, that would be required、uh, for them to operate. And also,、uh, we've seen at the national level. 
that the central government has also exempted uh, the social insurance related payments that are required uh, for um, companies for the next couple of months. Uh, so that should be uh, somewhat helpful. There's a lot of other uh, related tax related and uh, social insurance related uh, kind of considerations that companies should have in mind. Uh, but the local governments and also at the national level have been supportive to try and make this a little bit easier uh, for companies that are coming back online. Okay. Um, how about execs looking to, to return to China? Is that is that feasible yet? You know, one question gotten from companies as well, if they have their uh, foreign staff that are currently overseas and are looking at coming back to China, uh, there's concern about potentially being locked in quarantine for up to 14 days, even if they were overseas and, and say, Canada or the U.S. Mm. So uh, I think most local governments have realized that there is this concern um, Shanghai, for example, they have a hotline that's the foreign affairs office had set up uh, when folks that are returning back from overseas, uh, you know, foreign workers, uh, executives and others, if they're running into these issues uh, that their apartment building or their local government won't let them you know, come out of their apartment or they have to get a special permit to leave, yeah. um, that they can contact the municipal government who will be um, helpful in maybe contacting and communicating the apartment that you may not be subject to a, a full quarantine because you weren't in one of the uh, um, uh, risk zones, which would include Hubei, uh, Zhejiang, among, among other areas. Um, but if you're coming from overseas, uh, say you went, uh, you know, you were out for the past couple of weeks overseas and you come back, mm -hmm. um, there are uh, solutions such as in Shanghai uh, that you can reach out to. Um, so that should ease some of the concerns that uh, returning uh, foreign employees have about coming back uh, to China uh, to support their operations here. All right. And, and what's the impact on the economy, sales, the broader economic picture? Of course, looking at the impact that this is going to have on the economy, uh, different numbers coming out and forecasts for the first quarter, uh, having a fairly significant impact on overall GDP in Q1. Um, in different industries, expect this to last longer. Uh, automotive, for example, expected a recovery, potential recovery this year, um, taking a big hit that they expect to last for the next uh, you know, few months. Uh, had a big hit this past month and, and expect that to continue really the first half of this year right. uh, for some companies that we've spoken with. Uh, many companies adjusting their you know, KPIs and their sales uh, expectations uh, for this quarter and also for the first half of the year. Uh, companies also are still running into some challenges where you know their clients may not be uh, wanting to meet with them in person if they're servicing their product and typically they would go visit their uh, customer's factory. Um, sometimes there's hesitation about that um, if they have someone coming coming from outside of their organization to, to visit to do business as normal. Uh, so companies still facing uh, those kind of challenges. All right. And beyond just the economics, what's the broader impact of, of, of this whole situation going forward then? I think looking a little bit more broadly at this, you know, the coronavirus is not going to go away. Uh, we are seeing some spread of the coronavirus in the region and even in Europe. Uh, in Korea, for example, have seen cases go up, which is an important part of the supply chain for many of our companies that are operating in the region. Uh, for example, uh, you know, if you have executives that were coming out to visit their operations in Korea, uh, maybe some of them may be considering reconsidering uh, that visit. Um, also seeing some measures taken there um, on containment and other things that could potentially impact supply chain, as we've seen in China. 
um, also see uh, rapid growth in Italy. So I think this is something where companies can take some of these lessons that they may have learned during this process and how to handle this in China um, and just be uh, thinking ahead in case this may happen in other areas that are important to company supply chain because um, don't necessarily see this going away um, anytime soon, unfortunately. All right, Owen, as usual, thanks for the good wrap up. Thanks, Ian. Good speaking with you. Again, Owen Hockey is our chief representative in Shanghai. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please, of course, leave us a rating and a review. It will help other people find it. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week.